Turns out it's haunted. The podcast covering haunted locations and spooky stories. We're your hosts, Tracy and Laura. I'm super excited. Welcome back, Skeddy Cats. Welcome back. This is a super fun episode because it is all about you guys sending in awesome stories. And I've got Stacey Tracy with me today. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> For for the uh, listeners that might not know my lovely Tracy, I like to call her Stacey when she's connected and and talking to the people that no one else can see. Um, She becomes my little Stacey Tracy. (laughs) So that's who we've got today because she's going to be working. Yeah. Glazed over over eyes Mm. and heads spinning round and all that kind of of stuff. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. Although, care for what you wish for. I don't want to see your head spinning around. Yeah, I don't really want that to happen either. So I don't think that actually happens. Oh, my goodness. No, it's not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> the glazing over of the eyes happens. That's a, that's a thing. But that's a, Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, I can deal with that, though. That's fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you for everybody that is submitting their stories. Keep them coming. We love them. And feel free to um, send your photos in. We don't have to publish them. And uh, in saying that, the first story that I'll read out, um, not that there's much of a story, but there's a heap of photos which we won't be sharing, but we will be describing them. And Tracy was just saying right before we hit record, come on, let's get going because there's heaps of stuff coming through that we get to hear Tracy's response about everything that she's seeing. So I have no doubt that it will still be uber exciting for you to hear and listen to what comes through that Tracy's going to tell us about, even though you can't see the photos for good reason that, uh, that will soon become a little bit more obvious. Mm. It's really funny though, because I, like, I can't believe I'm about to say this with the podcast that we oh. have and the network <laughs> that we have, but I, without the photos for people to see, I can't imagine how it would be exciting to hear this stuff. Like, who likes to oh, hear this stuff? Oh, that's because you're you. <laughs> but I'm th- I, tr- I think about it the way of the way that I listen to true crime podcasts about the photos that they're looking at or the information that they've yeah. seen, the, mo- the books, the movies and things, and it's like. You can look it up. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're storytellers, so I kind of feel like a little bit of a storyteller. Yeah, because you'll be describing what you see both in the photo that everybody else can see and other things that come that are coming through for you. Yeah, kind of hopefully creating a good enough visual for everyone to be scaring themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like back in the day when everyone, you know, before TV and everyone gathered around the wireless and listened to stories. The wireless. <laughs> the wireless, so you can conjure everything up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Here we are. So tell me the first one. All right. So it says, the following pictures are from a very creepy government building, 
that I work in. Maybe Tracy might be able to see why we all get so creeped out when we are working there. From what I can find out, the building and attached courthouse were designed and built in 1908. So Trace, there's eight photos that got sent through Mm -hmm. and the first photos are of the kitchen meal room. I'll just rattle them all off and then we'll go back and you can talk about them as as you see fit. Is that okay? So there's a kitchen meal room. There's a front room and office that connects to the courthouse. There's a creepy hallway slash ramp area. There's a workspace. There's a, uh, a room that used to be the boss's office. And there's a couple of photos of another office slash room with an entryway area slash alcove that this uh, listener personally gets really bad vibes from. And that whole room, um, they can't be in there. It's just super heebie-jeebie. It's definitely a nope room for me and always has been. Signed Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. You're awesome. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Good work. All right, um, Tracy, over to you. Oh my goodness, I'm so super creeped out and pumped. yeah. Well, it's funny because I've actually got butterflies and I never get butterflies like ever oh. when it comes to doing my job. But um, I've got some butterflies because there's some there's probably some, not in a good way. <laughs> some nasty. Oh, there you go. There's some things. shady characters. Um, oh. And I, I kind of don't know what's going to happen because this is all done live, you know. Like I very quickly looked over the photos to see what I could get. Um, yeah. And and they was they were busy. They were busy, right? and I'm like, shush, shush, yeah. shush, don't, don't, stop, 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 because I want it to be in real time while we record. Um, Buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go uh, to the listeners' reference of photo one and two as the kitchen slash meal room. Uh, there are two pictures um, of of this sort of area, um, and um, basically all we're really looking at is a room that's got like a stove and a fridge and chairs and tables. Um, you know, yeah, um, a ugly, scary fluorescent light or two. <laughs> There's all they're always those flickeries. <laughs> fluorescent lights are always scary. So just set the scene with flickery fluorescent lights, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Standard um, government building issue fluorescent lights. Yes, pretty much. Um, so in these two photos, um, what I see, and it'd be interesting, I wish I could see a floor plan of, of this government oh, okay. building because <laughs> this feels like a thoroughfare. So it feels like, um, it feels you like, through it. yeah, f- spirits don't gather in that area. Uh, so, oh, okay. and when I say this, it feels residual spirit. So it feels like this area here in these two photos would be an area that way back when, um, spirits would walk through that space and not gather and the spirits that are still there continue to walk through it like a residual. So they're just repeating that action. So whether they're doing laps, whether they're doing rounds, whether they're whether they're going back and forth because they've got to do something that's back and forth. Um, oh, okay. And without acknowledging and spilling the beans on what government building this is, um, 
That's about the. You can allude to it. <laughs> well, that's about the best that I could offer in terms of. Um, it feels like it's not negative energy. It feels like the positive end of the spectrum in terms of the residual doing rounds of the positive energy. Oh. So. Um, not bad energy at all. And in the meal room, in the kitchen room, I would probably say that the energy in there might just be more kind of, um, if anything, it would be a little bit intimidating because it's old school and old school mm-hmm. in this particular industry were quite intimidating. So to the females in this government building, uh, they might feel quite intimidated because I would assume and imagine that this residual energy would be masculine and yeah. um, quite um, quite sexist in a sense, you know, uh, especially. And authoritative. Yeah, and dominant, um, but not in a negative way. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to harm you. And they're residual anyway, so they can't. It's just a, it's just a, yeah. um, like an on loop. It's not even a yeah. full form spirit. Um Oh, okay. But it feels like three or four, probably the residual of maybe three or four different spirits put, they kind of just, few. yeah, and some, it's weird because like some, some of them move at different speeds and sometimes they'll move together and then one will be moving faster and the others will be a bit slower and then eventually they'll catch up again and they'll, it'll be a little wow. bit more intense. Um, Are they more individualised? Because you said it's not a full thing, so they're not aware of no, the they, other one? No, they they they're not intelligent. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, they're unaware. Yeah. But the residual yeah. energy itself would carry some kind of dominating energy a- around it. So, in that space. Yeah, yeah, so those spaces would probably mm. maybe, even though they're designed as the, the meal time, rest time, break time space, they're probably not the greatest yeah. spaces to have as that because you're not going to able actually you're to. You're not resting. You're not, <laughs> not energetically. Uh-huh. Um, so... Um, I would imagine that there would be people like humans these days there at this building at all hours, like it would be a 24-hour situation, Um, and I would be interested to see whether or not um, they could work out kind of like a a schedule that the energy sort of moves on and to see whether that helps them understand what residual energy this might be because it's definitely Mm. on like a, a... like, you know how doctors do their rounds at 9 o'clock in the morning and then they'll... Certain times. Yeah, it's yep. kind of the same. So if you've got your break time oh, at okay. the certain times, maybe change a shift and get break time at different times when they're not around. <laughs> um, but the other thing too is that as they pass through there, there is a ton, like a shit ton of charging energy in that space that they pass through. So as they go through it, they're picking up a charge of electricity especially the water is there, but they're using a lot of electricity. Oh. So there must be a lot of appliances, a lot of old right. um, electric meters or cabling under there or in the roof or there's just a lot of electric charge going on in that in that cross-through, pass-through area. area. Yeah, mm. and so that's what's sort of keeping that residual energy so charged and so strong because over time residual energy tends to um, tends to dissolve. And yeah. and isn't always there. It's usually in a in an environment or when it's specific environmental factors increase that vibration. So um, 
you know, certain times of the year, like um, birthdays and Christmases and Easter and celebration times where the energy is much higher, the residual energy will ramp back up again or when there's storms or um, whatever. But this is all the time because of the electricity. I feel so, yeah. There's something yeah, that... Um, constant source of energy that's just allowing it to keep going. Yeah, because there's something that I'm getting mm-hmm. in terms of a visual that as as a spirit... If I, so when I do my connection to what I'm doing now, um, I kind of have the, the, um, the, the, vis- the point of view that I have is the point of view of the energy of the spirit. Yeah, that makes sense. You're seeing what they're seeing yeah. on their way through. Yeah, and so being a residual, what I am seeing, I feel a little bit like, if I had to describe it, like a worm going like around and around and around and around and I'm kind of like just around and around and around. But as I go through <laughs> as I go through this space in particular, it's lighting up um, like um, green, like um like um, in Ghostbusters, for example, where they show that lime green kind of yep. fluoro green for ghosts. Like neon. Neon, yeah, yeah like that. What's that? Um, like to- toxic kind of, um, you know, like when someone's. Nuclear waste. Yes, that's it. Of. That's what I'm talking yep. about. So it's that kind of colour. And, <laughs> yep. and I can see it quite strong on the bot on the floor and in the roof. And then I can see it dull, but it's still there on the left and the right walls. So, so it's definitely an energetic um, source and charge for them going through there. Oh, <sighs> so that green is the sort of electrical or some sort of energy. It's an energy that, that they can transmute. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Um, so wow. I mean, this energy is not going to do any harm. It's just going to keep doing what it's doing and maybe just also kind of psych up some of the other spirits that we're going to meet in a minute. But, um, (laughs) the only, the only tip that I have for it is to just turn off all power that's not in use. Yes. Um, Great idea. Turn off, unplug. Yeah. And I could imagine that no money is going to be spent on this building um, anytime soon, but getting rid of old power boards, old old wiring and things like that is ideal in old homes because um, spirit can still use them. Um, wow. Okay, so moving on to photo three, which is front room slash office and connects to yep. the courthouse. Indeed. Um, I just need to enlarge this picture. Um, I don't like this room at all, especially the right side of this photo, which for our listeners what we're looking at is a room that um, straight ahead on the wall in front to the left is a door. Um it does say something on that door, but I can't read. I don't know what that says. And then to the in the middle of that wall, there would have been a fireplace, but now it's like an electric heater. But on that wall there is a heap of electric buttons and machines and things um, and an old photo of prob- a blown-up ex- enlarged photo of probably the area that this government building serves. 
And then to the right is a built-in cupboard. So that's all on that wall. On the left-hand side wall is a door that goes to something that we can't see um, or it could be a window even, but it's a bright white kind of opening. Um, but there is also quite a large power box sitting there as well. Um, mm. On the right-hand wall of this room is a desk, a bench, like a workbench kind of area with a lot more kind of there's radio equipment there, there's a lot of electricity going on over there. This room is not a fun room. This room would be a room that um, even spirits that find them their way there for short periods of time um, that catch a lift there or catch a ride um, and maybe don't even intend to do it but just do, um, they, this is where they go first. And I want everyone to think about imagining that it would be like a kid in a toy shop or a candy store in this room for a spirit. Ooh, um, out of control. Yeah, there are doors, there are powers, there are like there are so many things in this room that they'd be like, bing, 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 playtime. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if in this room um, it looks like a communications room of sort um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't receive a lot of interference with their communication, a lot of technical issues and glitches and have to replace equipment and, you know, just things randomly turning off and kind of experiencing what I experience um, <laughs> but on steroids because they've got so much more of it. There's so much more to play with. Yep. Um, and one thing that I will um, suggest for that room specifically um, would be, oh, ah, there's so many things that I want to suggest with that room. Um, I would sage it quietly, probably like very often. Um, <laughs> I would also open up the door that is the white door with the writing on it that I can't read, but the white door with the writing on it, I would open that up. And I'm not sure what it would lead to, but I would ask the spirits to enter or leave because um, they need to they need to move. Like they just need to. Oh, okay. They need to come so in. So they're and, like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's sometimes on purpose and it's sometimes not on purpose because they kind of get stuck um, if if we don't give them an out. So because I can see that in that room to the right there is no way out and I think they hang out on the right and then they don't know how to go out of the room once they're in there. So you, if you feel that there is energy in there, when you leave that room, ask them to leave with you. Um Oh, okay. Because, again, they're yep. not necessarily always going to be negative spirits or negative energies, but keep them in there long enough, then they'll, they'll become quite menacing and um, they'll just interfere and it's just, not, it's just not fun. Like it's not a, not a nice way to live. I have the biggest question about what you just said with the door closed and then open it up and ask them to leave. Mm -hmm. But spirits can walk through doors but only if they know it's a door. So they might not realise it's a door. Like Because if they wanted to leave, they, they could, right? Yeah, yeah, they could. They're just choosing not to. Well, sometimes they don't, they don't have the awareness. Like sometimes they're in a space where they can't, they, they can't see the whole picture. 
Yeah, okay. So like when a spirit passes over, for example, and we have um, light workers who are death walkers and they help spirits who have clinically died in their human experience but aren't walking towards the light, we... They don't realise they're dead. They don't, yeah, they don't realise they're dead or they can't see the light and so we have to allow them to be able to see it. So sometimes... So it's in that vein. Kind of, yeah. Um, But sometimes Mm. also they get so charged that um, their intentions aren't... It's kind of like they have amnesia (laughs) of, um, Mm -hmm. of... why they're there and what they're doing there and their purpose comes becomes different because a highly charged spirit is having a ton of fun. So mm-hmm. they're not going to want to leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a kid on sugar. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, especially with this government building, I'm not sure, but for anyone out there listening who works in government buildings, um, such as this <laughs> one, and I don't know how you're all going to know what that is, but... That might be attached to a courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you might have um, a much higher um, encounter of uh, very newly um, newly made spirits, spirits that have only just recently crossed over. And when you come back to mm. your office and when you come back to um, the um, the meeting point, um, you might be bringing some spirits back that, um, really kind of don't know what they're doing and they're just following you because you look like a nice person to follow. So when you okay. when yep. you leave that room, just if you happen to think that you might have an, a, 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 like a tag um, <laughs> a dag, a dag <laughs> just ask it to ask the energies to come out with you, even if it's just so that they can experience different rooms. Like it's entirely up to you and, and, how you are. I know that this anonymous listener has is not anonymous to us and I know that we have done some other work with her before and so she's obviously very aware and and um mm. kind of mm-hmm. this way inclined so you know it might not be a spooky thing for her or a scary thing for her and it might rather just be another part of her duty. Yeah, just let it out the front door. Yeah. Yeah, or the window, <laughs> open up the window. Out you get. Out you get. Yep. Um, hey, Ru. Yep. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to the creepy hallway ramp area. Um, I don't like the mm. creepy hallway ramp area. I don't like hallways and ramp areas full stop. Um, mm. Hallways, okay. ramps not so much, but hallways, um, I, I think it's a pretty universal thing that hallways are freaky. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel that? It's more of a confined area. You can see, you know, the start of it and the end of it. And then you're stuck in it in the tunnel of the hall. Yeah. Mm. You are. And I'm, a, I'm, I would say, you know, m- more than mildly claustrophobic and hall- hallways yeah. tend to bring a little bit more of that, that to the surface. Um this hallway um, now in this photo is actually very clear. Um, at the time that this photo was taken, there's not much happening. Um, but 
I can see things that have happened in the past there um, and it's kind of like remote viewing into the past of what's gone on there. And I feel that this was, is this a hallway that connects to the court? Is that what I said? Connect, no, the, the front office room connects to the courthouse. Okay. So um, I feel that this is some kind of like, um, um, like this, the door that we are looking at that sort of the door is opened into the hall and then you walk to the end of the hall and there's a, it looks like a cupboard door or there's a door at the end of the hall, but then you can turn left and go into a room as well. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I feel that the room that we're in from the perspective that we're looking at this hall, that... Um, that door was a different kind of door. There's something about that door that makes me feel that it actually used to be a very heavy door, Um, a door that kind of was like a closed-off door, like even if it was a door that went either to outside or into something that was um, intentionally blocking something off for safety reasons. Secure. Yeah, Yeah, secure. That's a good word. It was a much more secure door. Um, that would make sense. Um, and so what I feel in that hallway is actually a lot of fear. So that's People not wanting to go down there. Probably. Or people realising that, um, that that's something that's happening. Um, and... A part of me is sad about it. Mm. Um, I feel yeah, your a, whole face changed just then. I feel a, like an incredible um, sense of sadness. So there might have actually been a time when this this was a thoroughfare, or for lack of a better way of describing it, for maybe even um, maybe even victims. Mm. Um, mm. or people on the on the receiving end of something for the courthouse potentially. Um, but I, this hallway makes me want to go in there and under this understand the psychology of what's going on and see if I can help. Right. But I'd have to do it with the light on and the doors on. open. <laughs> <laughs> and without me. <laughs> I, well, maybe. Can can we be attached by a string or something and you can stand? <laughs> I'll tie some bells onto you or something. <laughs> Ring once. Can you just like hold twice. some white candles or something for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um Yeah. So that hallway is, is, is kind of, it's caught me by surprise, actually, by surprise, actually, in terms of how I feel about that hallway. Mm. Um, I wasn't looking forward to getting to it, but I actually am a little bit intrigued by it. Um, okay, so next photo on is workspace. 
Um, this looks like a yes. communal workspace. So there's we're just looking at a room that's a fairly small room um, with, you know, a few different little workstations in there and a couch and um, paperwork and stuff. It just looks like a, a shared workspace. Um, I actually don't feel any energy in here at all that is spiritually related in terms of ghosts. Um, what I do feel is more the energy of the people who work in the space. Um, and I feel a lot of their, um, just their psychological, mental, emotional and physical shit, essentially. Just where they're at. Yeah. But what I also want to bring to um, Anonymous's attention is that um, it's actually the, um, there's some humour that circulates in that room as well, which tends to lighten the load. So I just want to, you know, kudos to to such a, <laughs> a um, you know, it's a difficult job that these people have and I like hats off to the fact that they're still finding humour and ways to um, make things fun and, and enjoyable for the job that they've got to do. Oh, I will yay. say I will say that it could do with a tidy um, in term <laughs> yep. inter, and, and I don't mean that in a in a in a way of what we're looking at what you and I can see I An mean energetic that, tidy yeah and I mean that by like there is so much paperwork in that room that I can see and I don't know how much of it actually really needs to be there um, but I feel that there is outdated. Um, outdated energy in that room that with maybe an archive or something that it could really just really lift it. Um, Lighten it up even more. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, and maybe even just a moving around of the furniture. I'm not sure if that's maybe it's a very small, narrow room, so I'm not sure with doors on either side, so I'm not sure if it's um, – if it, if that is the only way that it can kind of go in terms of the layout of the the desks and the couch and the filing and things like that. But um, I just, even if it goes all back the same, it might be worthwhile getting everything out of the room, putting the furniture in and only putting what's necessary in there. Um, that's what I do with my spirit room. Like every, like yeah, every summer out. and every winter I pull, it's usually every school holidays actually, I pull everything out. I clean it, I sage it, I do, I just mm. spend time in there and then I put everything back in again. Sometimes it looks exactly the same and sometimes it looks completely different. Um, it still it, feels different though, doesn't it? It does. And that's the intention behind it. And so maybe that would be a good idea to do in that room specifically. Um, not like you've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, I was just about to say when you've got, you know, nothing to do and it's like, yeah, that might actually be never. Um, it can be on the to-do list, though, for sure. It can, and maybe these, maybe this particular space has people who come and volunteer their time. Um, and I'm not sure maybe. whether they would have access to be able to, you know, clean and tidy and things like that, and security levels and stuff. But whatever, you know, work experience. Probably I don't not, know. But they can always, they can always play this podcast and do it at the same time. They could. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, okay, so photo six says used to be the boss's office, but it appears yep. to now be a printing room, storage room, locker room, basically a, a utility room of sorts. Um this photo looks extremely familiar, so I'm not sure if all government offices of this type all look like that, but I feel like I have seen this before, <laughs> this photo. Interesting um, that it looks familiar to you. <laughs> why? What, what would you be doing in a place like that? I wouldn't be in a place like that. <laughs> what am I missing? You're the one that's like, it looks very familiar. No, I feel like I've like seen the photo before. There. Oh, like you've, oh, like you've seen the photo. Yeah. I was I was hearing that like you've been there before. And that's why I was like, that's interesting, Tracy. Yeah, nope. Um. Nope, I try and stay away. Um, <laughs> now you can see my amusement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this space is, there is too much, um, too much um, human in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out in that room for spirits to be in there. So that is probably my favourite room in this <laughs> In this mm-hmm. building, in terms of where I would be going to eat my lunch and have a have a sleep or um, <laughs> just have a have a time out, that would be that would be my room. Um, it could probably also do with an energetic tidy um, while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're in the mood. Yeah, and interestingly, there's a bit of electricity in that room as well. But um, I feel like for some reason, it's a it's like a no go zone for spiritual energy. It's kind of, and I feel like it's because it's just too active with humans. There's too much um, movement that goes on in there that um, it would make a spirit sick. It wouldn't, but if you can kind of think of like it would just make them just go, what is going on? It would be just too busy. Uh-huh. Um, it's not attractive for them. No. Like spirits like to go where there's not much um, human energy and there's too much mm. humanness in that room specifically. And I think there might, have, there, there might not have always been that though. Like so that room must have been used for something completely different apart from the boss's office. It must have been used for something even before that that actually was a place where where people who would frequent this government building that don't work there would probably gather um, mm. because it's almost like they feel like they should be going there but when they get in there they're just like disorientated because this is not what it, what it should have been or what it used to be. Um, it's like mm, it's okay. what this is not what it used to be. Um. The next photo is another office room with an entryway area alcove I personally get bad vibes from. That whole room, I can't be in there. It's super heebie-jeebie. A nope room for me always has been. Um, 
So that room, um, yeah, that I can understand that. So immediately that room, I feel like immediately I feel, oh, I nearly just let the cat out of the bag. I feel that, (laughs) (laughs) I feel that there, um, was, um, is, was and is, um, certain, uh, types of people, um, (laughs) that, are super, super, super dangerous, super dangerous because they are, they're they're like psychopaths. Doing the wrong thing. Mm. Like full um, sociopath, psychopath, um, true crime kind of people that you hear about have definitely have definitely existed in that room and there is one yeah there is one and I I am not going to name this person on air because it's going to give away what this government building is Um, as if we haven't already but yes well um (laughs) don't say it (laughs) there is one that I know has been there um and and now I know why I had the butterflies before um which I will share with you off air and you can share with Anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. But he is the kind of the head honcho of that room, but there are two others that also frequent that space that like to like to show that they're there when the head honcho one isn't there. Um, and they're, they're some scary dudes. So I would be I would be getting the heebie-jeebies in that room too and I would be not wanting to be alone in that room by by any what like can I, I would avoid oh that god um that i don't feel think you so can. gross i don't think you i don't think what can you put in there um crucifixes all over the world <laughs> <laughs> statue um, of jesus well see that's something that's that's actually one of the reasons why i love true crime because when I get into the head of these monsters um, mm. or these very intelligent humans. Because um, they are, they're smart. They're very smart. Um, when I get into the head of them, um, from a spiritual perspective, I am fascinated by what that, how that works with their soul and their spirit um, and how they're using their intelligence um, the way that they use it. Uh, and um, one of the one of the biggest things about those kinds of people is that nothing scares them. Mm. they're They're not afraid of anything because they don't That's have, why they do what they do. They don't have empathy. They don't have mm-hmm. an understanding of like they're very like there's the narcissistic side of it. And yeah. it's really difficult to work with that kind of energy. Um, and honestly, like, and I'm not trying to, you know, um, put down or degrade or um, belittle any of the people who work in this government building, but they don't have the kind of 
experience and strength to be able to come up against the spiritual energy of this that they would have in the human energy of this. So that's why just avoid it. Avoid it. Um, the good thing is that it looks like it's got, um, oh, no, that's a fluorescent light. Um, um, so protect yourself and ignore it. Don't give it any energy and attention. Exactly as if it was alive. Oh, so maybe yep. that's what they could do. Treat treat it and them as if they were alive standing in front of you and do exactly what you would do to protect yourself and um, all of the measures that you would take that would be standard protocol or whatever, that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably also, if I was in that room, I would not be looking up not up as in up to the ceiling, I would be not be looking at eye contact level. Oh, at eye level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be looking just down or just to the sides pretty much every time I went in that room. Wow. Is um, that because that's seen as antagonistic or like a challenge? Um, no, it's seen as I see you. Okay. So um, if I went in, like, I mean, when I say if I went in there, not as me, if I was anonymous or anyone that frequented that building just as an average normal person, um, that's what I would be doing. Um, For me, I would go in there and I would try and get rid of them. Good God. Um, But obviously that's not going to happen. I mean, I'm down for it, but I don't think that the (laughs) boss would be down for it. Um, No. But... Yeah, it's actually really interesting now. I know why I had my butterflies before. Um, fascinating. Very fascinating. Um, Thanks, anonymous. Wow, we. And then the little, um, the little alcove, little little room that is attached to that room is kind of like a. Um, it's like another little hallway um and it's in that corner that's got the filing cabinet in it um so in the photo that I'm looking at it's a little stumpy kind of wide hallway with a door that's open on the left with the door opening into the hallway um and a filing cabinet um adjacent to that door uh and Um, the room on the left that that door goes into is the boss's office, which I've just zoomed in to read that sign on that door, which makes more sense because Mm -hmm. where that filing cabinet is on the right-hand side is where the two, not the head honcho one that I was talking about, but the other two, it's where they lurk, like literally lurk. And they stand there and they wait for the head honcho one to fuck off so that they can come in and throw their weight around and feel like they're the bully of the situation. So it is a very, the two are a very, they're like wannabe versions of the head one, um, but they're very bully, like they're very bully, like basic bully, whereas the head one's much more of a mastermind. So the two are aware of each other and work together and the one solitary does not? They're all aware of each other. 
they're away. Okay. Um, but the two that there's two that work together and the one that doesn't. He doesn't work with anyone. He's a lone wolf. The other yep. two probably would have. They probably all would have been around the same time. Like they would have known each other as humans. Yeah. Okay. Um, or definitely been aware of each other as humans. Um, but yeah, that's where they hang in that right hand corner. So gross. Maybe put some stuff there, like holy water or something. <laughs> <laughs> Make a spell jar. <laughs> yeah. Make a protection spell jar. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting building. Um, and it's definitely mm. not what going through all those photos and knowing that it was gonna be pretty busy, um, I definitely didn't expect any of what came up, to be honest. I can't believe we've been sitting on it for a, a wee while now. <laughs> Well, you know, I've got to be in the mood to do it and um, I haven't really been in the mood to do mediumship oh, of lately true. because yep. it's been really difficult to get my vibration up and to want to get my vibration up because of the current situation in in the world, in Australia and in my life. Um, and today I had, uh, I had some mediumship clients before this, so my energy is pretty high and ready to go. So it came at the best time. It's a bit of a nice escape, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just like turning off and dipping into the world of the world of the other side. The other side, the fun stuff. <laughs> we get to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, anonymous, for sending that in. That was a lot of fun, actually, and I hope I haven't freaked you out too much. And I hope our listeners have no idea that what the government building is that we're alluding to because I'm not a good storyteller or describer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even if they've cottoned on to what the building is, you don't know where you it don't is. Know no where. one else knows where it is. And you know what? We're not responsible for, no. <laughs> for, for oversharing. Uh-huh. And you know I think what? We've done okay. If you kind of, if you know what kind of government building is, then let's just say it's probably the same as your local one as well. Because they're probably all exactly the same. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But this one was built in 1908, so that it's an oldie. Yeah, it is. Although a lot of the ones that are in the area that this one is from are old. Yes. Or the original yep. part of it is old. Yep. Mm. Cool. Good story. Thank you. Mm. What have you got next? Well, now we're going to America. Ooh, you ready for that? I like America. <laughs> Hello, my dear friends, Laura and Tracy. This, uh, this is from someone we know, Tiffany. We get, we're in contact with Tiffany. Okay. I have a ghost story of my own to share with you. Last weekend, my husband Richard and I stayed at the Holiday Inn Hotel in Winchester, Virginia, USA, while I was photographing an event there. After the event, as I waited for the elevator doors to shut, a man accompanied me. I noticed that he was holding heavy sound equipment. I told him that I was a photographer and after a few words were exchanged between us, he told me that he was shooting a reality documentary series at the hotel and off he went out of the elevator. After a very long day, we went to sleep early. Around 3am, I awoke out of a completely sound sleep to see a man standing beside my bed to my right. 
He looked white in the dark room, sort of like an X-ray of a person. He was tall and sort of looked like a creepy Jesus. <laughs> God, sorry. <laughs> I just got the worst visual. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't picturing that at all and all of a sudden my spirit got really long brown hair and a beard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, kind of, and curled over like a question mark or something. Oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> he had, he had like just crooked his head to look at her better. Oh. I don't know. That's what I was seeing. Anyway. Oh, my God. All right. He had long shoulder length wavy hair and he was staring at me with his head sideways. Oh, that's why, because I've read this. So I was picturing what was coming up. And his eyes were very wide open. Holy shit. I grabbed my husband's leg and shook him awake and said, honey, there is someone standing beside me. In the blink of an eye, the man disappeared. Yes, my husband thinks I've lost my mind. I don't. I keep telling myself that I must have dreamed this and then woke up, but my eyes felt as wide as possible and I felt completely awake when it happened. The next morning, as I told my family about this terrifying event, my mother said, oh, yeah, well, there was a documentary being filmed here on Ghost last night. I wonder if it stirred them up. It would be cool if Tracy could break this one down and feel out if I was dreaming or if it was real. Thanks, guys. Love you, Tiffany. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks, Tiffany. Uh, definitely oh, real. Creepy Jesus. Definitely real. <laughs> creepy oh. Jesus is a thing. Creepy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> um, yeah. Ooh, definitely not the holiday in. Um, yeah, so... Creepy Jesus um, was creepy definitely Jesus. is is definitely a, a, a creepy a, a creepy Jesus. Um, didn't mean to be creepy though. Was just like, can you see me? Like, there's all of these oh. people around that are looking for me, and they can't see me, but you can see me. So he was actually really curious of Tiffany and the fact that he knew that she had the ability to see him, whereas there was all of these people there for him, and attention was put on him, but they couldn't see him, and she could. So he was actually really fascinated by you, Tiffany, and really kind of um, wondering why you weren't looking for him. Like, why why aren't you trying to talk to me and, and get to me like I'm here and you're the only one out of all of these crazy people that can actually see me <laughs> and you're sleeping. Um, he and, woke her up? Well, yeah, and he was in the elevator too when they had that exchange. So that's how he knew. Oh. He was following the man around that she spoke about in the elevator and he was with him, like sussing him out, curious about, you know, the energy that that, that man was bringing in and that's where how he got the, not got the idea, but that's how Tiffany came onto his radar. So he actually followed her. Okay. Um, and when we're sleeping, we are the closest to our spiritual realm than any other time unless you're a medium, but you're the closest to them. So it is when we're asleep, that they will stand there and watch us and they will stand there and be curious. And you can thank me later for that visual of going to sleep tonight and waking up and having spirits staring at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Needed that. Sorry. Well, I sorry. know that's not possible for me. <laughs> well, it is possible for you. It's just that you don't you don't just have hanger honors. It's not happening. But your your people in spirit, like your loved ones can do that. Like Nanny Peggy, like oh, she can yeah. do that. Yeah, in my dreams, yeah. So Tiffany, um, he saw you before you saw him and 
he's thinking all these tosses here looking for me, thinking they're <laughs> going to talk to me and you're the only one here that can see me. Um, and he was very curious by you. So congratulations, you saw your first ghost. And oh, my God, you poor thing. Your ability of clairvoyant has clearly kicked in now and um, unless you want it to happen again, I suggest you do some some um, solid um, clairvoyant training <laughs> to be able to harness that and not have them just pop up whenever they want because that ain't fun. And wake you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, wow, it's just it just fascinates me that they can wake you up. She was sleeping soundly. They can wake you up. It's so funny because I just um, got off a call with a lady over in North Carolina and um, I really wanted to mention this at some point today too. I didn't think I would be doing it live, but I wanted to mention it to you. And I did a reading for her husband who passed away um, in July. So it's very new. Um, And Mm. he was 51. um, And a lot of things, like a lot of things came up and it was one of the best connections that I've had in such a long time. And it felt so good. And she was so pleased with it. But um, today here is 9-11, which is the 20th anniversary um, of the 9-11 bombings in in the States. And um, the man that I was connecting yeah. today, his name is Wayne, and he was a fire brigade, a fireman at 9-11 and is a hero. And in New York. He, in New York. Uh, was back then. That was 20 years ago. Um, and he's a hero. And at the age of 42, so nearly 10 years ago, um, 10 years after 9-11, he was diagnosed with cancer that was caused from the, the bombing. Mm-hmm. Um, There's and so he, many of them. And he yeah. died a hero. And they were invited, um, invited to go to the 20th anniversary um acknowledgements and ceremonies and things like that in New York and she declined um but um what's really interesting was that he kept telling me how tired she was how how heavy she was behind her eyes and and she's like yeah it's because he just keeps waking me up and I'm like yep and she goes he just will not let me sleep he just keeps waking me up like I know it's him. I just can feel him just standing there watching me and it, it wakes me up. So wow. it's quite incredible. Um, it used to happen to me all the time, all the time. And it's one of the most common um, most common things that people will come to me with when they have their first clairvoyant experiences, which is that I saw someone standing at the end of my bed or sitting at the end of my bed or, you know, sitting on the foot of my bed or whatever. Um how scary how fucking scary yeah well it's that just falling asleep energy and that just waking up energy that's just perfectly primed Hmm. so many thoughts (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was fun yep yeah and um, there's a little bonus that I thought might be a nice idea to throw in at the end of this episode. A while ago, one of my sisters from another mister um, that's a very good friend of mine, someone very close to my heart, sent in what I think was actually the first ghost story that we ever did on Turns Out She's Psychic in our first season. I think you're right. 
Um, and at the time, we didn't have permission to post these two incredible photos to social media, but we do now. Um, so what I thought would be really random but also a little bit of fun was to, um, at the end of this episode, our darling Maddie Matt producer is going to um, include your response to the email. I'm going to reread it because I know I didn't read it out as well as I could have. So I'm going to reread it. But also we got another photo from Ina of her brother. Mm -hmm. And this one we won't be sharing, but she wanted to send it in to get Tracy to have a look at because there is something in it as well, I think. It's not just light flare, is it? No, it's definitely spiritual energy. Um, It's actually a spirit that is very attached to her brother, not really so much to the house, which the other two photos are pretty much attached to the house the energy that's there, but these spirits attached to her brother. And I would dare suggest that her brother is quite intuitive. Um, And I think that... Oh, he sees ghosts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, all the time. Yep. Yep. So um, I would almost feel like I would be disrespecting him and his abilities in that I know that that's a spirit captured on camera. Um, but he knows that too, and he's got a much better idea of who that spirit was than I ever would. But it's definitely wow. a really amazing capture. Um, and the only thing that I will say is that her brother needs to do m- a lot more grounding and protection. Yeah, I think he's feeling it out. He's coming to a time where he's exploring all those things and feeling it out. So. Dear brother, if you haven't listened to all the earlier ones on cleansing, grounding, protecting, all of that, do your homework, get on it, get in touch with us if you want to know anything. Yeah, for sure. And just, um, just remember as well for anyone that's listening, when these things start to happen for us or we find that they've always happened, um, it's not always healthy. It's not always a good thing for it to just be open all the time and to let things happen when they happen. I know it's fun. And I know it's cool and I know it's exciting and and for a lot of us it's not scary. And so for those of us that kind of love it when it happens and it's like, oh, this is fun, I know it is so fun. (laughs) But it also is not healthy to stay like that for a long time. So just anyone who's experiencing the fun side of it, just be really mindful that you've still got to be really responsible because you're, you're playing with other realms and the number one thing that I teach when I do psychic development is you need to know your source. And even though it feels good and it's an interesting interaction or something really cool happened, unless you know your source, even as someone who is me, before I do any session, the first thing that I confirm is the source that I'm working with. Like still to this day, and and most Good of the practice, time, yeah. most of the time, people aren't doing that if they're not trained or if they haven't had some kind of mentoring or some kind of framework to mm. to understand that. You've got to learn that. You do, yeah. And so there you go. You've just learnt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I think it's um it's part of. You've got to learn how practice. though. There's, yeah, there's a bit more to it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, that's why mentoring's a thing, you know, that's why it's important. Mm. 
Exactly. And I wish that I could mentor everyone, you know, (laughs) Um, but I can't yet. Hopefully I'll get to an age and a stage in my life when I have a lot more free time where I can do that. But at the moment, time's precious for everyone, including me. And um, for those who I do mentor, I love it. We have so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Laura. That was fun. It was fun. It was super fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And don't forget to tune in. I'm going to reread this story out and then we will play Tracy's response after that. So thanks for listening. And please send in any of your ghost stories so that we can get another episode like this together. It was so much fun. It was. See you all next time. Bye, Scary Cats. Dear Tracy and Laura, Attached is a couple of photos from a house on a farm myself and my three siblings grew up in in Tasmania. This particular house was fairly active and even more so as the years passed. Things would occur which was beyond cognition and in, in a way just became normal. The first photo was taken one evening on a Christmas holiday, possibly in 2013. The kitchen was in the process of getting renovated, which is why things are everywhere on the tabletops and benches. My sister took the photo and neither of us noticed the shadow at the end of the table at the time. I found the photo much later on my phone as I didn't realise my sister took the photo in the first place. We were surprised that we didn't even notice the shadow and the lights leading to the ceiling. The second photo was taken in 2016 in the granny flat. Mum was in the process of selling things and packing to move. She was the only one in the granny flat. No one else was at home at the time. The photo was taken for the purpose of selling the couch to a friend. Mum didn't notice the figure at the time. Later, when reviewing the photo, she saw the figure walking through, past her, to the main bedroom of the granny flat. It looked so realistic in the photo. We might even have an idea who the figure is, but we don't really know for sure. My family could talk for hours of the strange things that would occur in and around the house at any time of the day, from noise, shadows and full figures standing watching. I can't recall ever seeing a shadow or figure, but I always heard the noises and felt the eeriness of never feeling alone. I don't think that I have the the ability to see them. My mother and brother would see them frequently though. And my other sisters, although not as much, still have had encounters. My brother has seen full detailed figures and would recognise who they are. And my mum would describe the house as having a mind of its own and felt controlling. From not being able to keep pictures on the wall or objects on the countertops or in cupboards. I personally would hear knocking most nights as a kid on my bedpost as well as other things which would freak me out. And I would run to my sister's room to sleep. Figures would appear and wave from the window while walking home from school, either on their own or in the window next to mum, as she would also do the same. On occasions, mum would not be at home and we would raise the question as to who was the person waving at us from the road. No one else would be in the house. One occasion, my brother remembers arriving home from school, no one else being at home at the time. After he put his bag down, he felt a heavy suspense in the air, a loud noise of possibly a man running from the other end of the house down the hall towards the kitchen and straight past my brother. That was one of the more terrifying experiences he had there. In the middle of the day, it would sound like people 
a walking through the house, up and down the hallway, while you were the only two people in the house watching TV. There would be random knocks at the glass window door. A couple of times, my brother has been FaceTiming on the computer talking to family and friends, and they would see a figure behind him, thinking it was our mum, when in fact she wasn't in the house at the time. Candles would light up randomly, scents of strong perfumes and tobacco smoke wafted throughout the house. The piano would randomly play from time to time. We seem to think there's possibly three different spirits in the house. There's a very strong presence of an older female, a housemaid dressed in the 1920s era. She has made herself known a few times, but we don't really know much about her. The other ones are possibly family members, but we're not sure. This is only a glimpse of what it was like growing up in this house, and the stories still carry on today. My siblings and I loved growing up on a country farm, doing pretty much what we pleased, doing what kids do growing up on a farm. It just became a normal part of life. Yeah, we might have got a fright from time to time, but it was normal to us and we accepted it. My mother is a strong, determined woman and wouldn't let it get to her or our way of life. Sometimes the things that would occur would feel like warnings that something big is about to happen and other things would feel heavy and depressing and things would occur out of the ordinary. Growing up in a house like this certainly made me more open-minded in life. Hope you guys enjoy our little slice of our spirit stories. Well, thank you and thanks for listening this far and here is Tracy's response. So back to the photos, Tracy. Sure. This first one in a kitchen. Yeah. You can see someone standing in the background. Yeah, so like, she's she's definitely uh, the maid. Okay. Um, it's a clear woman to me. I can see it probably far more clearer than what you could. Right. Um, it's a clear woman. She's a maid. She is busy trying to make sense of her kitchen. She's trying – she's um, – flustered at the fact that everything's out of control and uh-huh. it's not the way she likes it. She can't find what she needs to find and where it is and, and why not. Um, and she's on a mission. It's kind of like she's um, she's she's busying herself trying to rack her brains to try and figure it out. The interesting thing is, though, she's oblivious. She's stuck almost in this time thing where she's oblivious to the people around her. So a lot of the time, um, we don't really hear about this often, but a lot of the time the humans uh, might be sensing spirit or oblivious to spirit. A lot of the time too, spirits are sensing humans or oblivious to the human. In this case, she's oblivious to them being in that kitchen right there. Wow. <laughs> but she can see that everything's She can see that everything is out. not where it should be. Yep. And it's an, it's an energy thing. So mm-hmm. for her in that kitchen um, – the things that have the density of energy aren't where they where she would n- normally find those pockets of energy. It's like it's like someone's moved all the pockets of energy in this room, mm-hmm. and they're not where they should be. And she's trying to make sense of it. Um, she probably would have been at that point in time if the listener was able to remember um, Christmas. Yeah, she probably would have been uh, a little bit frustrated and annoyed. So they may have also sensed um, lights flickering and things like that. If she could remember, I'm not sure. Maybe we could ask her to give us some feedback on that. Um, but 
her density, so the this woman's density in terms of how she's been able to manifest the way that she has in this photo is quite interesting too because she's telling me that she drew it from the electrical sources in the kitchen, which the kitchen is one of the most common places for a spirit to manifest or to be able to show you that it's there um, because it uses energy and electricity and water. So she has done that in the kitchen and I think that if they were to look back at other photos of the kitchen, they would probably see her more. Wow. Um yeah, she she she's not a bad energy. She's totally fine to be there. There would be no reason to move her on. She'd be one that if the owner and occupier was happy to have that energy there, that I would see no reason in moving her on. Um, she's definitely of the light. She was just in this in this experience right here. She's just frustrated because someone's been in her kitchen. <laughs> it's all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> now in the second photo with the red couch, um, I can definitely see that figure that's walking through the doorway. It is a male. It's also a younger male. Um, like he would be maybe at the eld- at the oldest, he would be mid twenties, but I-, I feel like maybe a bit younger. Um, and he is what I would describe as a bit of a rat bag. So he would be um, a bit like a, um, like a, um, a squatter almost. So he would be someone who would tear through that place like no tomorrow. So he would have probably, uh, I know that she refers to that sometimes it felt um, like figures that were just standing there and watching um, and strange things would happen, um, that that kind the house kind of had a mind of its own. Um, a lot of the time it was the maid reorganising, making things the way they should be, um, but he was also, he is also a very strong energy and presence in that house, but um, he comes and goes. So he makes like a direct line. I can see him going from the front door to the back door and he kind of weaves in front door to back door and then he'll walk back. And so he kind of like, as he walks through, he just will do cheeky or mischievous things as he goes from one end to the other, it's back and forth. It's like he's on a loop. He's not a um, he's not a residual energy. He's definitely there, um, but I feel like he would potentially have been someone who um, was killed in some kind of accident of some sort that would have involved drugs or alcohol. What makes you say that? Um, I can just sense it. I just sense it. It's just there. Um, He feels like he would have probably come from a bit of a broken home. Like he would have been a, um, I feel like he would have either grown up with an individual parent, probably a mum. I'm just seeing some of what I feel like would probably be his life that he's trying to help me understand. Um, And it kind of feels like, and he just keeps showing me his face and, I just feel like he probably wasn't nourished very well growing up as well. Like he definitely wouldn't have had, um, he would have been probably on the poverty line. Okay. Um, He wouldn't have had much. He wouldn't have known a a different way. He would have just been a very simple, basic. He wasn't very well educated. Um, I would say that he would probably have been maybe in the 70s, 80s when he died. Okay. Been around there for that long. Um, but I don't think he's really attached to the house. I think he's probably more attached to whoever lived in the house. Right, okay. At the time of his passing? Or? Mm, no, so he would have he would have come back to the house through okay. somebody. Right, right, okay. Because when he walks through the front door and the back door, it's like he's trying to figure out how to get home. Oh, and he's okay. just stuck there. Like he can't figure out how to get out of this place. So is that who 
um, she was talking about a brother heard someone running from the back to the front and out the door. Is that? I didn't hear that. I didn't who see it might that have bit. been. Potentially. I didn't see that. I didn't. Where does it say that? I read it out. Um, the brother came home from school and. Oh, okay, yeah. Came home from school, man running from the other end of the house down the hall. Yes, sort of right past him. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it's not actually his aim to scare. He's like, he doesn't like the fact that he scares. Yeah. Um, I just feel like he doesn't have much much behavioural (laughs) maturity. Mm -hmm. He's just, he hasn't just really been taught... um, what's sort of like what's courtesy, it's kind of like um, he seems very simple, Mm -hmm. like he was brought up very basically, not with um, very many role models to be able to know how to behave. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not scary. He's not, he doesn't mean to scare people or do anything bad. It's just him being him. It's just how he was brought up. But he's not a bad spirit. He's not a bad energy. He's a little bit embarrassed, actually. Aww. Mm. Um, what's interesting, too, though, is that that red couch, there is actually another spirit on that red couch that I know to be there. And this one is actually of a child. Right. Um, it would appear to be, um, it would appear to be a, a girl, but it looks like a boy. So um, she's got, like a really short boy haircut um, and she sits on that, she's sitting on that lounge, she's sort of like she's got her knees up and she's just sort of sitting like that. Um, like hugging her knees. Hugging her knees. Um, she looks like she's tiny, like she's she's tiny but she probably looks tinier than, than her age so she, she could probably be around 10. Um, Why does she look smaller? I'm not sure. And she doesn't, she's not really conversing with me. I just know that she's there. Um, Does she look like she's from very long ago or? It's really hard to tell. She, um, mm. She's talking about having um, some sort of illness. It would be interesting to know who had this house before they did because she's talking about having some sort of illness that um, that had something to do with her death. So it was some kind of flu, um, but I know that there was something, like she just keeps referring, like her stomach hurts. It's like I don't know whether she's hungry um, because she's sick um, or whether it's something to do with the the way she died, with the pain in the stomach. But right. there's a fever. There's a fever involved, some kind of fever. So I know she's got some sort of infection. There's some sort of illness as to um, – and she's very, very pale and she looks clammy. Oh. Um, and her – like she's got a bit of – like, you know, when um, the bottom of your eyes get red, like on the skin, they're yeah. dark and red. That's what it looks like. So she's definitely tired and um, not well. Um, 
but she's kind of she she's a little bit afraid. Why is she there? Um, that's why I want to know who lived in the house before they did because I feel like um, I feel like it's her home. Okay. Like I feel like she must have lived there at one point and she's home. Um, but she would definitely have been trying to get people's attention. So she might have been the one that probably would do some of the mischievous stuff as well, um, especially knowing that there were younger energies around. She would have been trying to get their attention. Um, and they will, it's like a child, a real child, any attention's good attention. So (laughs) they can be little rat bags and they're happy because they got your attention or they can be gold star. Mm. Um, any attention's good attention. It's the same with spirit sometimes. Um, so she, she's saying that she's the one that knocked on the bed. Oh, really? Yeah. She's the knocker. She's also said that she's moved stuff, um, like um, she's showing me like, um, you know that picture of Maya with the uh, the crystals around it? Yep, she's preschool me, picture. Yeah. Yep. She's showing me like frames that are like that, like. Um, with little jewels or metallic. Glass. What's that glass? Um, the, the dark glass, like the lead light, you know, like. Okay. You know, like um, it's like stained glass, like it's, but it's dark grey. Okay. Uh, and they're sort of, there's like a set of them. They all kind of look the same, these photo frames. And she's showing them being knocked over. And she's like, that was me. She, and she was angry. Like she's, it's like a, I can't, like I'm frustrated. Okay. It's like I have no one who's helping me. Yep. Um, she's definitely, but, but it's because she's, she's just, she can't get help. Um, so. I would like to actually know who had the house before, if they have any information. Um, I, and, I'm sure we could find out. Yeah, find out a little bit more information because we could get her to move on. Okay. We could also get him to move on. Yep. So you've had a little chat with him just now, have you? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what's funny too, looking at that red couch, I have looked at it for the last few days and never really thought about it too much. But just then while I was listening to Spirit – I was having a good look at the red couch and we actually had the exact same couch in gold when I was growing up. It was gold, like a, would be very cool right now, like a real mustard gold. Yep. But the exact same couch, same pattern, same everything. But yeah. And so there's some orbs on that, on that lounge as well. Some of that belongs to the little girl. I can see it. Um, And then the ones to the left, not so much. They would be dust they would be bugs they would also be just residual energy as well because the house does have a lot of residual if um if uh this was a farm yeah yes um sometimes on um farms there's quite a lot of potential for residual energies from animals as well so sometimes a lot of the orbs that you see a residual animal spirit right Mm, that's what i'm getting in some of this as well there you go. There you go. That was a cracker to end on. Got a spooky story you'd like us to share or a haunted location you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore it's haunted. 
we'd appreciate a follow, a share, a rating, a review, whatever floats your boat. Sleep well, my scaredy cats.